The Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thanks to everyone for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. To our sponsors and listeners, thank you for your support. If you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. We have two other podcasts to listen to on the Abstract Athlete Network. One is The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. And One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms or you can check out our websites. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com for information on subscription boxes and on upcoming events and workshops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Incredibly excited today uh, to have on the podcast as I speak with psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and former Notre Dame, Boston University, and professional basketball player Omari Peterkin. Going to chat about the incredible work he is doing in the mental health field, particularly with athletes. Also going to talk about his amazing journey of a basketball career, including in college and his professional career overseas. Make sure to stop by his site, talktocoacho.com. Let's welcome Amari Peterkin. Easy, you know it ain't easy. Gotta make a decision. All right. Gotta learn to say no, no, no. Genius. Woo-hoo. I was going to say I was recording on the uh, on the Zoom. See, the funny thing is both of them are called Zoom. Oh, really? Yeah, so the, the Zoom, obviously, on the computer. And then the, the recording device that I use is is a Zoom as well. Hmm. Okay, cool. Lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> all good. <laughs> so anyways, Omari, thank you for coming on here. After the yeah, technical difficulties that... <laughs> Um, so like I said, I'm already recording, but first of all, like it, you know, we met what, like two months ago. Um, obviously I think we're playing around in the same space, which is awesome. And for me, there's like a ton of stuff to talk about with you because a, you're a former, and I'll call you a current athlete because you still play tennis. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. But you're, you know, you're also like, you're a mental health nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. psychiatric, as, as a matter of fact. Like, and, yes. and But you've also, you also have coached, and do you, are you still coaching? Or did you, I, I forgot if you told I, me. I did some coaching for a while. I um, <clears throat> coached in high school locally here. Um, down i'm in norfolk virginia yeah. down here at the high school level does coach some uh basketball tennis um and i'll do work every once in a while with some kids here and there you know do some one-on-one stuff with kids in basketball but for the most part man i'm pretty more so <laughs> focused now on you know my family and right. just kind of you know being pulled in so many directions with this whole mental health Yep. Um, aspect of helping out kids, child, but that's, the lesson. In some, I was just going to say, in some way, that is that's coaching too, because yeah, yeah. I mean, you're younger than me, but you still probably grew up in that time when, like, the coaches ruled with a heavy fist, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, most definitely. And now, like, you know, I, I definitely want to talk about your your athletic background, but I definitely want to talk mm-hmm. about what you're what you're doing and what, you know, like with, with mental health, cause you, you are like coaching in that Mm -hmm. manner. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't even know where to start. Like I, like, you know, I mean, really, like I always have trouble getting into conversations, but because I mean, like it's, it's actually really fun to me because it's like, you know, you know, I get to meet, well, we've met, but, um, and I assume we're going to actually be doing stuff in the future, which is exciting. But, Mm -hmm. um, like you have like a really cool background in terms of your Mm -hmm. athletic world um you played at bu and then notre mm-hmm. dame you played yeah. professionally mm-hmm. Le- in lebanon 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was all over. <laughs> okay, that's what I, I was yeah, trying no, to find no. a lot of stuff, and I was yeah, like, I know yeah, you played in no, Lebanon, no. but it's you also, like, I knew you played for the Federal International Basketball Association. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, for my national team. Mm-hmm. And you got to play against Kobe and LeBron. Yeah. That is oh, yeah, epic. Man. <laughs> I mean, that had to just be, like, yeah. amazing. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, long road i i've 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 had thoughts and talked to my wife and my buddies all the time it's like man i think about writing a book one day just talking about coming from the island so originally i'm from um saint thomas u.s virgin islands uh born and raised down there grew up very small community um you know was was obviously my 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 parents were tall my dad's like six six my mom is five eleven um, so me, I've a couple of siblings were all pretty tall as the tallest, um, did pretty well in basketball down there, was able to travel around a lot, like every summertime with like our international teams for representing the Virgin Islands. So was able to, you know, kind of go all over the place, play international as well as, you know, throughout the Caribbean and come to the States, you know, sometimes, but for the most part played throughout the islands, um, was lucky enough to, you know, be able to catch the eye of a couple of, um, of big time schools after my senior into my senior year it was actually the late signing period, um, in the springtime of my senior year. Um, and like a bunch of schools, one of my, uh, it was actually the opposing one of our rival high school coaches. He like created this, um, highlight video <laughs> of me and I, I had no clue, man. Coming from the islands, this was like 2000, 2002 is when I graduated. I had no clue about what college basketball and, and basketball in the States was like because I was mainly only exposed to like a little bit of international down island ball and um, and in the islands locally. So I never really played many guys like my size. You know, I'm about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and, you know, I was the biggest guy, you know, throughout the territory and the islands. Um, so, you know, dominated, but, you know, I never really played many people my size. So um, this guy, you know, this guy, rest in peace, his name is uh, Myron Corbett. Um, you know, he just recently passed away a year or two ago, but um, he created a highlight video of me. And, you know, he was like, you know, I'm going to send it off to Kansas, Kentucky. And I'm like, OK, whatever. I had no, not, nowadays knowing what those programs are and what they represent. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what, what the heck? But I was like, okay, I had no clue. So he like, you know, he sends it off to Kentucky, Kansas, Yukon, Notre Dame, all these different schools, all these big time schools. So um, University of Oregon at the time, I don't remember the coach or the assistant coach. They are the first team to come down, visit, you know, watch me work out on the islands. Then um, <clears throat> University of Kentucky came down. Wow. Uh, the assistant coach from was that I forget his name. <laughs> Uh, no, it was uh, oh, I'm blanking. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I think, yeah, no, no, it was it was after Patino, um, black guy. I forget his oh, name. He, oh my I, gosh! I know you're talking about because uh, he won a championship. Yes, he them. did win a championship yes. there. I forget. I, I completely I, forget I can, his name. But, I can see his yeah, face. But yeah. one of his assistants um, came down. He was actually the. They were actually the first school to offer me a scholarship. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then you know. I, uh UConn, Indiana, Michigan State, all these big time schools assistants came down recruiting me. Um so went on an official visit to um Yukon with uh with Coach Calhoun. I'll never forget this because my mom still always, you know, brings up the story. It's like we were walking through, you know, Calhoun's home and on the official visit. And uh my mom's like, hey, well, you know. Calhoun is like, you know, yeah, you need to come here and trying to get me to sign to like on the spot. And, you know, my mom was like, you know, we were like, you know, this is our first time doing it coming from the islands. We have no clue what we're doing and so forth. And, um, you know, my mom is Tubby like, yeah, Smith you know, is we're, we're going to wait. By the way. Hubby Smith. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hubby Smith. There you go. I knew it was. Yeah, there you go. And my mom was, you know, and, and uh, Calhoun is like, you know, you got to sign and blah, blah, blah. We really want you. And for some reason, it was just me and my mom on that trip. And my dad was like going to meet us on our next whatever visit from there. I think it was like Indiana or whatever. Um, and, and Calhoun was like, you know, 
you know, uh, you know, I, I think it would be things would be different. You would sign if your if your dad was here. My mom was like, "Wait, what? Nope." <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's over. Like, oh no! It's like you don't mess with mom, man. You no, know, <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry. So it, it was it was all right though. You know, I got to meet a lot of you know, obviously NBA players. I think you know at the time it was like a Mecca Okafor, Ben Gordon, a couple of those guys. So I got to play with those guys, and that was you know that was that was pretty cool. Um, then visited Indiana, visited Notre Dame. Notre Dame ended up being, you know, the, the choice, um, just regard, you know, they were like, um, going to give me, so, you know, this opportunity there. And I think to red shirt too, was a plan at first <clears throat> went there, went on a visit, enjoyed it, started off there, um, spent a year and a half there, you know, things weren't really working out the kind of way that I had thought, um, and, you know, it just came to the point where I met with coach and was like, Hey man, I'm, you know want to, I, you know, I, I don't know what it was at the time, I guess, just thinking that maybe I thought I was better than what I was. It was just a mixture of emotions looking back at it. And was just like, you know, we're going to help you find the, you know, or, if I, or I, it might've just been too much for me coming from a small Island too, as well. Um, so ended up transferring to Boston. U. um, was there, uh, met my, <clears throat> you know, my, my coach, <laughs> Coach Dennis Wolf, who's actually a local coach here, assistant here um, at ODU here down the street with me, you know, and uh, it was tough at first, man. A lot of challenging stuff um, just and, you know, just hitting reality of just, hey, this is really what college basketball is. And even at, you know, going from Notre Dame, which is you know huge, you know, big time big time sports to coming down to, to Boston U, which is, you know, in its own, you know, way and shape and form and certain, you know, actually, you know, in hockey, they've won national championships are really good, you know, basketball. So for those, you know, they've had their runs. And so we've had their runs there and it was good times, learned a lot. You know, he really, really pushed me and, and helped me mature into, I think the, the, the person that I am today. So um, yeah, it was, it was, it was good times there, um, you know, played, learned a lot, um, and then was lucky enough to do well enough to, you know, be able to go play overseas for a couple of years. So I bounced around, started in port. I went to Poland first for like a couple of months. My team got like, uh, it was, what was it? 2012, seven, no, I can't remember 2007, went 2008 to Poland. And I think that was when like um, a lot of stuff was just going on around the world. Um, and you know, teams were getting just, just dissipating and, you know, people were getting cut like crazy. I think my, my team folded. So I was like floating around in Poland for like a couple of weeks with no job, no anything, just like, okay, what am I doing? (laughs) Um, ended up coming back home to the islands for a bit training and got another call, went out to Portugal, had a great season out there. A lot of fun. Um, met a lot of people who I'm still in touch with today. Um, Portugal. Uh, then went to Bosnia um, for a year. Bosnia traveled around. We, you know, we did all, 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 you know, all around there. We did Serbia, played different teams, Serbia, Croatia, Montenegro, um, was able to travel all around um, in that part of the world for a bit. So after, um, after Bosnia season, um, like I, I couldn't get a job for some reason, my, um, my uh, agent couldn't get me a job at the time anywhere. I think it was like the Olympic Olympics year. And, it, you know, he just kept on saying, you know, there's just no jobs right now. And because of Olympics, things are getting pushed back. So I reached out um, to one of my old teammates who was at, who I played with in Portugal, who was um, from Angola. And so Angola, you know, is in Southern Africa and um, there are Portuguese down there as well. <clears throat> um, and he was like, hey, man, there's a new team down here. A lot of money. They're run by the um, government. Come on down. They were looking for like a big man at the time. So I was like, oh, if I go down here, man, it's probably going to be the end of my career. So I was like, what, whatever, man. I, I, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to really do this for. So it's just like I went and I was scared to death flying into that airport. It was like a, a dirt road runway. Oh. <laughs> Got there, man that was by far the best year of playing basketball. Cause it, it was just like home. It was just like the islands. It was like, you know, we're not third world country. I mean, down there, you, I saw some, I saw some stuff down there, like poverty to it's to the worst of the worst, poorest of the poor. 
but the experience, you know, 80, 90 degree, 80, 85, 90 degree weather every day, like growing up in the islands or on the beach every day, eating all the local foods, it really, it really hit home um, seeing Africa and, you know, being a part of that culture. I, I, I was speaking pretty much the language fluently by the time I left it because I was so immersed in it and speaking Portuguese and the year in Portugal helped obviously, but they speak, you know, fluent Portuguese down there as well. And it was, it was amazing. And I still stay in touch with a lot of buddies, you know, after from, you know, that I met down there and so forth. But after there had a good season, went and played in, in Lebanon for a couple of months. I think I was there like five months. And then, you know, I was like, Hey, I got, I got to move on. It's time to do something else. So (laughs) Um, what was that like? Home. I always, I always like to know what that experience was like because it sounds like in some ways you didn't even know coming out of the islands that you were like a good basketball player. I mean, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and so like the whole experience had to be kind of whirlwind in some ways to realize, yeah. oh shit, I can actually make money doing this. Yeah, and yeah. like so, what like what was that experience like? It sounds like it was actually kind of fluid. That it's like, okay, I'm done. It's it's good. I mean, did you have any, I don't want to say regrets. Did you have any kind of, you know, is this the right move? And then I also yeah. want to know when you were at, when you were at BU, were you, were you studying like mental health issues? Because yeah. BU is such a great school in terms of like mm-hmm. traumatic brain injury and, yeah. and, yes. and, yes. and, and, oh yeah, most definitely. So, um, so my backtracking a little, my, um, everyone's in the medical field in my family. My dad's OBGYN of over 40 years, obviously retired now in in the islands. My mom was a a physician assistant, also OBGYN, also in um, obstetrics gynecology. I have an older brother who's anesthesiologist, younger brother radiologist, and a sister who's a nursing executive. So medicine was always kind of the back of my, you know, my mind. And I originally wasn't going to go to school, obviously for basketball, you know, all that stuff came up the last minute. So it was like, um, I kind of, I was like the black sheep. Oh, you're going to basketball. You're not doing a medical route. But you know, my dad was like, Oh wait, I don't have to, I got a full scholarship. You can save me money. All right. Um, so I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, absolutely no idea. I actually went, when I got to BU after transferring, um, I had no idea. I went and saw like uh, a counselor and I swear I took these um, tests that kind of can help guide you, like to tell you what you might be interested in, in seeking out a career. I must have took that thing like three or four different times because I had no clue. I had no idea. And it always kind of led, oh, you know, you should be in the, the sciences type of field. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I kind of ended up in psychology doing my undergrad um, in psychology and loved that. I actually love, I, I, I love psychology, you know, I was learned, talking about like Pavlov dogs and, you know, learning that type of behavior and so forth, um, which was pretty cool. Um, and so because I transferred, I had an extra year because I had to sit out a year. So we were always there. Coach made us be there for all summers, taking full classes. So I got to my junior year and I was like, well, I'm graduated with my undergrad. What do I do now? And it's like, okay, well, you have this opportunity. There's an opportunity to program there as well for um, sports, a master's in. um, So it's a master's degree in physical education and coaching, but I could with a specialization in sports psychology Mm -hmm. so I was like Mm -hmm. that's exactly kind of what I want to do I don't know if I want to get into coaching maybe maybe if I want to do like a little bit of sports psychology um or or teach in whatever kind of way you know maybe so it's kind of like an accumulation of everything so I got a mixture of everything um and so I was able to attain that degree as well um throughout the course of you know my studies at BU so that was kind of in the background, you know, after going to school and so forth, played overseas. And it just got to the point overseas where I was like, it, it got to when I got to Lebanon and I was like, you know, Lebanon was just so cutthroat. Like when I was in Angola, the best thing about Angola that I love too is like once you're there for like your first 30 days, it's like a trial period. As soon as you're signing your contract, 
you're guaranteed everything for the rest of the season. They can't cut you. They can't anything. So that takes so much weight off your shoulders. You can play ball. You can play freely. You know what I mean? So you can just, you can go do your thing, <clears throat> have fun and just play. And, you know, so that was great. When I got to Lebanon, it's like, oh my gosh, they're bringing in like five different import players behind me. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. It's like, what, you know, it's, that's, 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 and it's not like, you know, it's like, oh, I can't play under stress, but you know, it's like, I've, I've been doing this now for, you know, four or five years. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think this is something that I definitely don't want to pursue for, you know, another 10, whatever years. So I knew it was about time to, to move on to something else. Yeah. Did, so, so like, I'm, I'm interested how, I mean, we can get, come back to, to basketball as well, but I'm interested yeah, yeah. how, you got into really focusing on like mental health issues. Cause right. one of the things, you know, like I, I like on your, on your site, you have this quote by um, Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. I think it's not it right. Am I crazy? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, like I think in some ways and you've, I'm sure you've noticed this over maybe the mm-hmm. last 10 years or right. maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less that, athletes in particular are you know starting to allow that vulnerability to mm-hmm. to um, be a part of who they are because most athletes women men like you're you know yeah there's 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 that's what you are that's how you're defined mm-hmm. you 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 have to be strong <laughs> you can't show emotion yes. unless it's mm-hmm. anger when you get a foul call on you or something but like you can't have that like that humanness about you but here like it seems like that's starting mm-hmm. to change which has to be like kind of rewarding for you because you oh, know yeah. that that's where you're at mm-hmm. that's you actually do coaching like mental health yeah. coaching with mm-hmm. athletes high school college pro yes and and so like does that make it easier for you um to be able to like give you know like kevin loves says this blah blah you know like it it, it gives like a platform to mm-hmm. show that this it, it's okay to have problems we all have it's problems. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's okay to not be okay right yeah most definitely um i think that you know <clears throat> i think from a it, and specifically with athletes and you know all all types of <clears throat> around the you know spectrum of athletes you know they're taught you know I feel like from a young age to, you know, you're taught to compete to, for example, to never show weakness, to never, um, you know, give your opponent any type of one up on you. And, you know, it's like almost like it's this look down upon, you know, when you're opening up about, you know, for example, like, you know, when you're even when you're hurting, excuse me, when the athlete is hurting or, you know, feeling down. Um, So it's 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 just, I think it's an issue with like connecting, you know, with, you know, these, these certain actions and these thoughts and these feelings. And, you know, I feel like when athletes are able to sit down and we're able to look at these, you know, these issues that that shows real strength. And especially in, you know, in males in men, for example, who, you know, who are taught, you know, to bury their feelings. I feel that that just leads to increasing the overall stigma of mental health in general. So I think it's, it's definitely huge. It's, uh, you know, with all these, uh, major athletes coming out, um, sharing their stories and, you know, displaying that platform because it just, it, it, it helps the overall cause and, you know, destigmatizing mental health in general. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, you just said that exactly what I was thinking is the -hmm. fact that, you know, sports is so huge and Mm -hmm. not just the United States, but the world. And when an athlete has that, again, that vulnerability and that willingness to share that they're struggling, I think it allows, I'll say it gives, it gives people permission to, to, Mm -hmm. to, to say that they're not, you know, doing well either. And, right. and I think that that helps, but you, you mm-hmm. like, you don't work specifically with athletes, but you work broad spectrum, but you do yes. do like specific <laughs> classes that, mm-hmm. that works with, with athletes and, and mm-hmm. in all, all ages. So yeah, all age groups. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think like, again, like I, it's, 
I'm curious, like how, how you got into it? Was it, was it through your studies at BU that got you interested in it? Or is it... So, yeah, sorry. It's a deep question. You're, 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 getting, you're getting me excited. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, it's a good mixture. So obviously I had the background at BU and then um, after I came back from overseas, still had no clue of what I wanted to do, you know, and was shadowing my brother who's anesthesiologist and they have um, these uh, positions as, with uh, advanced practice nurses who are called nurse and uh, nurse anesthetists, you know, they put you to sleep during surgery, similar to what an uh, anesthesiologist does. And I was, you know, shadowing him some and, you know, he was, you know, watching him. And I was like, this is, man, this is boring. This, this patient, you just, you know, patient just goes to sleep. And I think it was during like orthopedic surgery. So someone's around the orthopedic surgeons on the other side, just slamming, you know, a knee replacement. And I was like, I want to do that over there. I want to do some, something physical. So it kind of ended up, you know, me determining that I wanted to go back and do nursing school, you know, had long talks with all my family members and about, you know, going to medical school. And I was like, yeah, I don't come out and, you know, half a million dollars in debt and all this and that and, eh, might be okay. But, you know, nursing is, it's, it's, I think it was a better option at the time because with nursing, it has so many different fields you can kind of jump to. If I want to do surgery, if I want to do sports, athletics or <clears throat> sports medicine or um, trauma or ICU or even mental health. So got, went to nursing school, knocked that out, um, was challenging, but got through it. Um, and then started off doing um, trauma and orthopedics, a lot of, you know, knee, hip, shoulder injuries and replacements and all that whole recovery. And then uh, went while I was doing that, I was also always picking up extra shifts um, on psych doing behavioral health adults in patients. So I got a mixture of that from the start of right when I got into the nursing field. Um, so I spent a couple, spent two years doing that. Then I jumped over, I, you know, I wanted something more challenging, went over to the critical care setting, worked in a burn trauma ICU for about three and a half, four years, saw and did everything, blood, guts, brain, neurosurgery. I've, I've seen and done the worst of the worst, any, anything that you could think of the worst possible way to get injured. I have seen and done and taken care of, um, and that was, uh, you know, uh, I think a life-changing, career-changing experience. And the one thing that I think stood out and what kind of led me down this path was, you know, we'd have these patients come in and I think it was one patient that kind of like, kind of like, was like a light bulb in my head. It was a patient that came in like a 16 or 17 year old female that had just set herself on fire. Wow. Um, <clears throat> burned herself and, you know, we did care for her and, you know, got her back. And there was always, you know, all these patients coming in with all these issues and in the trauma unit, especially in the ICU, we treat them as quickly as possible, you know, stabilize them, get them better. And then we transfer them. <clears throat> but it's like 99% of these patients, there's always some type of underlying mental health disorder, where it be anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, whatever it may be there is something underlying. And I felt like that is never initially addressed. Yep. And when, when someone comes in for a trauma, traumatic injury, emergency, car accident, you know, shooting, stabbing, whatever it may be, <clears throat> there's always some type of underlying mental health issue, whether it be specifically with them, with their family members, there's something, substance abuse, you know, anything going on. So I saw that and I was like, you know, I'm just continuing to see all these articles in the papers, like mental health, this, you know, depression, suicide, everything. I was like, you know, I, I think that's, that's something that's for me long talks with my brothers. Um, my older brother was like, he was, I think he was the one who kind of like, Hey man, that, that, that could be for you right there. And then, so I decided to go back, um, you know, I already had my nursing degree and it was like, you know, I wanted to do it as a nurse practitioner because I wanted to move up to that kind of next level in regards to, to um, being able to prescribe, being able to, um, you know, diagnose, treat and work with, work with patients and uh, went back to school while I was still working part time. Um, my wife was obviously supporting us through, <laughs> through, through those times. So they were great. And, uh, 
came out of it, man. And it's, 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 it's just been great. And, uh, you know, have these opportunities now because, you know, I have that background, um, as well in the, the sports psychology, um, and then to what, blend that with the psychiatry, go ahead. I was just going to say the one thing that, you know, like you're a really personable person. Like you can tell just like when we've talked the couple times and I have right. a sister that's a nurse. And I think the one right. thing about nurses is compared to doctors, this isn't to diminish what doctors do, but nurses spend more times with mm-hmm. more time with the patient. And oh, so yeah. like you have to actually have that personality, that the yes. that ability to diagnose be able to talk mm-hmm. to them be able to like and and i think was that was that part of like your your thinking is like i actually get along with people in a really yeah. good human way that yeah well it, well yeah no i mean i'm you know i like i think you can tell like any anybody that's probably talked to you can really realize that you're you have a great energy about you like you're very personable like very easygoing that i think a patient would feel really comfortable where sometimes you know, doc, doctors are in and out for one yeah. and doctors are kind of short sometimes. And I, again, like that's not to demean what they do. Yeah, no, um, no. It's just, it is what it is. And, um, but it's, it, it, I think it's interesting because I think in, in my opinion, like, which doesn't really matter, but I think you probably chose the right way because of that, because I think you actually can make more of a difference in what you're doing than like the diagnosis component. Yes, most definitely. And um, I think that's overall and general whole part of the nursing field that I think sticks out with me um, is having that that interaction, that communication specifically with the patient or, you know, whoever it may be. Um, that interaction is that, you know, that they call it the, the bedside manner, being able to talk, interact with the patient, the family members and so forth. Um, and I, I think that is what definitely like I think you're right about that. That's what kind of stuck out with stuck out with me and kind of led helped to lead me in that direction too, is to be able to to interact. And you know, I, I do agree it's not always specifically about diagnosing and medications and so forth, but I, I think just just being able to sit there and have a conversation with someone and to have a ear, I feel like 85, I think particular 90, with, my, the, yeah. with mental health stuff. Like, oh yeah, most definitely. 85 to 95% of, you know, people that I see, even, you know, I work with children and adolescents right now and, you know, majority of them and, and even some adults here and there um, on my day-to-day job. And it's, it's just about having the conversation whether, you know, whatever it may be about just sitting there and listening to them. There are, there, there are many appointments and so forth I have where I don't even barely have to say a word and just sit there and listen. And that's a lot of people just need that sometimes, especially now with all that's going on around the world. That's that's all a lot of people need is just to to be a, a fresh set of ears just to to hear what they have to say. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it is definitely going to be interesting the backside of covid with mental mm-hmm. health, because mm-hmm. I definitely I'm I'm very comfortable with myself. I'm like not married and 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 I like I've. So I'm comfortable, but it's still like, it's still grading. Like it gets on, and, but I have lots and lots of friends that have been reaching out to me at different Mm -hmm. times. And it's just, which is also a weight, you know, to have when they're struggling and it's just like, I'm, you know, (laughs) things aren't great for anybody. Like this is a, this is a tough, tough Mm -hmm. time. And for people that were already struggling, it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, I mean, again, like I go back to certain things that, I, you know, as, as much as I kind of go back and forth with, with, is it a good thing that they're playing sports? I don't know, but I have to be honest with you. Like for people, it's great that they're playing it because like, it's an out, it's a release. It's an outlet to, be able outlet. to watch, oh, watch sports. I don't know if it's yeah. the best thing to do, right? but it's like, I, I, you know, like when I hear people talk, it's like, oh, I'm glad they're playing sports because some people don't have yeah that have anything. Outlet. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. I have one of my best friends is a college coach um, and has been been coaching for the past 10 years. And we have no lie that discussion every single day. Wow. Like what is going on? Why? Why is this and talking about different protocols being put in place and so forth? We have that 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 topic of, you know, different reasons, like if you know, should they be playing? Should they not be playing? It's 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 really, really interesting because, because there's there's 
you know, it can go either way. <laughs> well, and I, I have actually been really irritated. I mean, in college, uh, as mm-hmm. a, as an Ohio State Buckeye, I, right. I, I I'm irritated with the NCAA because mm-hmm. it's like you're the overseeing body of college. Mm-hmm. Why did you not put the same protocols for everybody? Why is everybody fending mm-hmm. for themselves? Because it yeah. just it's it. You know, it's it's confusing for one. It it mm-hmm. takes away from students for another. It's yeah. a, a, you know which damages mental health stuff. I mean, I work. Oh, with, most definitely. I, I work with a lot of students at VCU or student right. athletes, and mm-hmm. like you know, as a former student athlete myself, when mm-hmm. when the seasons got canceled last spring, it was just like it was it just crushed me. Oh yeah, me, it's wrenching. Man. Oh yeah, gut wrenching. Oh yeah. Most definitely. It's it's difficult. You're going to see there definitely, I feel, in the near future going to be some, you know, some effects from this in general in regards to student athletes all across the country, yep. you know, so it's it's going to be tough times, but hopefully, you know, people can you know figure out a way to stay positive, stay active. I'm an optimist. I'll keep their heads the on. Yeah, man. <laughs> Quick break reminder to make sure to check out Omari's site, talktocoach.com. Also a reminder to check out the other podcasts we have on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. You can follow us at theabstractdoctors.com or check us out on social media under the abstract doctors and one man's ethos the tony mandridge podcast which you can follow on social media under one man's ethos or you can check us out at one man's ethos.com you can also follow tony on instagram at tony mandridge or on twitter at tony underscore mandridge and you can check out his amazing photographs at tony mandridge.com now back to amari I'm curious, like, have you ever considered, I mean, you do individual counseling type stuff. I mean, is it something that, and maybe you already have this, but is it something you would ever think about, like, opening up a a clinic of sorts? That it's like, you know, like, being your own boss, I guess, I mean, is the best way to say it. But having your, like your own are you working towards that like maybe this is like a 10-year yeah. plan goal you yeah know, no. i hate that question but <laughs> actually <laughs> actually um i'm in the process of that right now at this moment damn i had of such a open, good idea of open <laughs> something <laughs> i'm just kidding I'm opening something up my uh my wife and i my wife is also a uh, a former uh collegiate athlete she played she played basketball at uri and then finished that she transferred at uh and finished at american u oh, nice. um so uh she's in the process she, she's the whole business mind in the background <laughs> she has her mba and all that so she's uh that's a perfect working. couple right there yeah yeah man yeah <laughs> so uh, we're working on some 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 a lot of different things kind of in the in the in the mix right now with what we're working towards but definitely um I have been kind of working with individual clients, but I think my goal is, um, you know, to continue to help individuals in, in, you know, whatever way, shape or form that I can in any aspect of, uh, you know, their mental health struggles. Um, but also I think like my, my term and the grand scheme of things, like my, you know, my big ideas are to figure out ways to, um, help provide, um, education and so forth and training teaching services to athletes coaches and just addressing overall mental health issues because i feel that that is you know a big opportunity and a huge need it's you know you hear these stories you know coming out of schools about you know the kids and and you know whatever they may be facing and dealing with and yeah i think they have individual services and you know counselors and so forth to go see and those are available but it's like okay it's really kind but of I, sterile i mean I'm... exactly exactly so i i i my 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 ideas and you know my 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 dreams and aspirations are to figure out a way to create some type of um programming that can help and be instituted in these schools that is specifically so that you know coaches are educated teachers at you know at all throughout the university are educated and and not specifically just you know oh you need a specific mental health personnel person to teach this 
everyone is educated, have these courses that everyone can go through. So everyone is educated because it's, it's there and it's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Well, and I think that's the overlap for us with, with you yeah. and stuff is like what we do is through the, through the creative aspect right. and creativity mm-hmm. is such a great tool to have. And it's mm-hmm. easy. Like everybody can do Like everybody can pick up a pen and doodle 20 mm-hmm. minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and, most definitely. and so we like, we try to teach it like, especially for the athletes, it's like, you're, you're exercising your body every day for however many hours mm-hmm. you can pick up a pen and draw. You can pick up a paintbrush and paint 20 minutes. Like just, yeah. just do it. it. It, it, everything just gets turned down and try to find yeah. that balance between the physical yeah. and the, and the mental exercises and just watch that the, the, the thing of the roller coaster isn't yeah, as, as, as huge. And oh, most definitely. So it's, I mean, you know, cause I, I always say, you know, like I do yoga myself, I meditate myself, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people I, mm-hmm. I talk to, it's like, I just, I don't like meditation. Like I don't get it. And, and it's like, but a pencil, like that's nothing. Yeah. Like that's just, that is, yeah. and, and it's, it's basically the same result. So that's, it's, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, no, it is very interesting. I think, um, I think it's definitely, it's an amazing thing that is, you know, people need to definitely invest in. I think it's, it's, it's there and it's a way to help <clears throat> relieve so many different things, the stress, the anxieties. It's, it's, you know, there's so many different ways to help cope other than, you know, oh, I need a medication or whatever it may be. There's, there's so many different ways and techniques that, um, that are available. And, you know, I, I was actually thinking about it <clears throat> and wanted to mention it to you because that, you know, at my, my main, my main job where I work with uh, a lot of child adolescent, mainly child adolescents. Um, that's a huge part of our program is art therapy. It's a huge part of our program and those art therapists, oh my gosh, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. You know, they have certain, uh, you know, techniques that they use and so forth. And they'll, you know, we'll have our, our treatment teams where we meet with the patients and the kids and so forth. And they have certain sets of drawings that they display where there'd be a certain theme and they're able to display certain diagnoses of potentially what the kids may be feeling, whether it's discussing past trauma, um, anxiety, depression. And it's, it's amazing what, what kids can really display and just anyone can really display through the use of art. Yeah, it is. It's it's just crazy. Like one of the things I, we keep talking about, and I, you know, I I look back at my athletic mm-hmm. stuff, and I was always a creative person. Like I was actually that weird mm-hmm. athlete that was doing art in school, anyways. But mm-hmm. I. I I well, we I should say we we're trying to get it to be thought of as as a a proactive approach. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're actually using the term prehab. I think we mentioned that. When nice. We talked. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and because I'm of the opinion that if you're doing this before a problem comes mm-hmm. up, then you already know. So then it's not a therapy. It's just part of your ritual. Yes. And yes. so, I mean, which is, you know, it's easier said than done, but, mm-hmm. but it, I think it's it, trying to get people to realize physically exercising every day, mentally exercising every day is a good mm-hmm. thing. And it doesn't oh, have to, definitely. it doesn't have to be, again, it, it doesn't mean you have to be a professional in either one of those. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just doing that is, it is beneficial. Oh yeah. It's most definitely who like, I'm always mm-hmm. interested in people that I talk to like inspirations, like who, first of all, I have oh. to ask this question. Yeah. Was Tim Duncan from the Virgin Islands too? Yes, yeah, yeah. Tim Duncan's okay. from. Uh, he's from down there. He's a, he's an inspiration for sure. <laughs> I'm, I, well, I'm, I was curious. I was like, that's cool. That's cool to know that. But I was curious to know, like, did he experience yeah. that same? Or do you, I don't know if you have ever had any relationship with him in terms of recruiting. Like, did he have that same kind of experience you had? Um, I think his was a little bit different. So he's from, I'm from St. Thomas, which is one mm-hmm. of the islands down there. And he's from a little bit bigger island. We're all part of the Virgin Islands, St. Croix Island. Oh, okay. He's from 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, he's, he's a bit older than me, yeah. um, obviously, but, uh, he, I think he, I think his story is that he, I think he went on, he was in the islands, born and raised down there. I think it was like after eighth or ninth, maybe 10th grade. I'm not sure around there. Um, hurricanes, we have, we get hurricanes every yeah. year. I mean, for the most part, every year is down there and destroy, you know, a lot of destruction, a lot of trauma. Um, I think his house and so forth and, you know, family got a little bit uprooted and he went, went to the States oh, okay. after, after that and did a little bit of high school and I think, or, or he might've went straight to college. I'm, I'm, I, I can't remember the exact yeah. <laughs> uh, roots exactly, but I know he, he went to Wake Forest, obviously yeah, and yeah. the rest is history, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, his, his, his story, I think is definitely different from mine, but uh, um, as you said, your inspirations. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, like, because you were a basketball player, but you're also like proficient in tennis. Like you're a big tennis yeah, player. So do yeah, you, yeah. And you know, like, and obviously, like, you know, you you've said you have your entire family's in the medical profession. So mm -hmm. like, there probably is like some inspiration in that. But I mean, it, it, you know, it doesn't. It could be a musician. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. that's why I think it's always interesting to hear what people brought to the people I talk to and how that. Yeah worked out or resolved itself or whatever yeah oh yeah most definitely <clears throat> um i would say um i had an aunt that um my aunt nova she passed away ooh, when i was a um <clears throat> sophomore or junior junior at, at bu at boston um and she was very very inspirational for me i think she was the one who um who brought you know, she, she lived with us growing up um, in the islands, really took care of us, helped out a lot around the house and so forth. And just with me and my other brothers and family members bringing us up and was the one who, you know, very, very um, religious, a lot of faith. And she is the one who kind of inspired us in regards to, you know, keeping a, you know, strong, you know, kind of sturdy mindset, you know, keeping our you know, mind open as well. And, but to stay focused as well. And, um, just to keep faith pretty much with everything. So she was, you know, very inspirational, um, overall and just helping me just to continue to move forward, pursuing my goals and so forth. No, that's cool. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm like, I, I, I get really fascinated by like, like thinking about benefits of like what you're doing, like in terms mm -hmm. of mental health stuff. And I'm, I, I'm trying to like form questions in my head while no, I'm talking. No, you're good, but man. It's, it's, it's one of those things because, you know, like again, thinking about how, how the, the narrative has shifted in the last, you know, again, 10 years or whatever, mm -hmm. where where we're going, I mean, like where we're going as a society in terms of, in terms of mental health awareness, in terms mm -hmm. of, um, ways to, to, to help people. Um, and like, uh, like, I don't know, I'm trying to like figure out how to say this, like how, like, yeah. how, how is it for you that have been doing this for a while? Like, do you feel like things are getting better in that sense. Like, in I mean, I mean, we kind of touched on that a little bit, but yeah. I mean, that was more within the like sports world, but in, in right. general, I, I guess, I guess I'm trying to say it's like, I don't think we thought about mental health forever. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like that was never no. a, ever. I think you even said that and, and it was something yeah. you never thought about. And, Nope. And I think it is something that we think about more now or acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, like, do you think it's better than it was 10 years ago? I would say you probably mm -hmm. do, but do you also mm -hmm. think like, like, what do you think it's going to look like in 10 years? I mean, that's a crazy question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, I, I, I think that obviously the, the biggest thing about it is, and, and, and any type of, person any person in the in the mental health field whether it be psychiatrist you know nurse practitioner psychologist um social workers <clears throat> um case managers they'll tell you um it's a field in general that you know 
people just don't want to go into in general. But I feel like, and that, that I feel like that is almost what it was like in the past. But I feel that more and more people are starting to obviously become more aware of fighting the stigma using their platform. <clears throat> so we're seeing overall in general a lot more people that are wanting to come into the field. So obviously that's going to be helpful because there it's a it's a crisis all across the world in general. Um, obviously after COVID and with COVID, it's, you know, we're going to see numbers rise in every, every field and every aspect of mental health. But I think with the increase in numbers of overall people wanting to get into the field, um, to help in any ways possible, there's obviously going to be advancements and more resources and, um, just help for people in general, obviously like what we're doing now, this talking via tele that this, this alone is huge in regards to, to mental health, because that's the one thing. Um, and one of the main fields that in, in general, in all of medicine that you can, that, that mental health and just is, it's beneficial is, is being able to talk to a person like this, because that's what, you know, basically we do in, in psychiatry and, and mental health in general is assessing. We don't have to, you know, necessarily be there, you know, listening to you, using a stethoscope yeah. and listening to your lung sounds and all that like a, a general practitioner does but having conversation is is a part of it now but say that like that I, I love to hear that because that's kind of how i try to teach is mm -hmm. really trying and i we don't i don't get hardcore into the specifics of mental health but we touch on it and, right. and i and i reiterate constantly like this is good for you this is good for you this is good for you mm -hmm. And I, I try to get them to talk, like to have mm. a conversation. I'm not one of those teachers that talks at them. I ask right. them questions. So the conversation, mm. and I think that's, that's a big deal. Like what you were just saying is, mm. is having conversations okay. and allowing people to verbalize and, and without any fear of being picked on or, or yeah. whatever, you know, mm -hmm. I, th I think those things are changing, which I, th you know, again, I, at the end of the day, I think all that stuff is great. And you being really a leader in that field, I think mm -hmm. is, is epic. I love that. No, stuff. thanks. Yeah. Hopefully we can work so, towards making some change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these are the kind of the goofy questions that I always sometimes like to ask, but so yeah. you've traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And you might have already asked answered this question, but like, what what is like the coolest place you've been? Ooh, oh man! I know so that's I. I thought maybe it was going to be Africa, but I don't. Maybe I'm. Oh uh, yeah, Africa was cool, man. I went to South Africa. South Africa was real cool. Johannesburg was fun. Um, I went to um, where's it called? Uh, Croatia with my wife uh she came out to visit <clears throat> when we were still um dating at the time uh when i was playing in bosnia and we pretty much went uh went to dubrovnik uh went to split went and drove pretty much uh, with a with a buddy because a lot of my teammates when i was in bosnia they were from uh croatia because where our team was um in Banja Luka is a small city, like right over the border of Bosnia and Croatia. So we just crossed the border and be, be in Croatia. Um, but all over Croatia, Croatia is so beautiful. Love that. <laughs> Love that country. Yeah. <laughs> do you miss any of that stuff? Do you, I mean, do you miss uh, I, the travel? Like that had to be pretty I, epic. I do. There's definitely some things that we miss. Me and my wife love to travel. Obviously, you know, we got, we got three kids now, so I don't know yeah. how much we're going to be getting doing, but, uh, <laughs> um, we uh we we love to travel man I, I love to travel um and get back home to the islands more specifically to see family friends and and to, to have a good time obviously family still all family still lives there um parents are in florida planning to move back but my younger brother and his whole family is is down there so we're we're and we're you know potentially considering thinking of that in the future but there's a there's potential opportunities but but right now we're here and, you know, always, you know, able to go back and visit is, is always cool. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> See that that's it's, I I I need to get down. I've never been down there. Oh, come on down, man. I, know, I need to get I no, I know, I know. It's so like you still play tennis. Do you ever still do you ever play basketball at all? Like just oh, pick man. up games or is it <laughs> is it over? <laughs> uh so I was on a good stretch there while I was in school and like working part time. Yeah. Um where I could get like some workouts in in the morning at the YMCA and oh it was it was some good <laughs> runs here and there but that was like oh, over a year ago and then covid hit so yep. it's been a bit since I picked up a ball and hoop but tennis is a perfect game in covid yes with, it uh, is with that, that or separation. golf which yeah, is not golf. which is not yeah. exactly uh yeah tennis <laughs> so i yeah, I, have so to, <laughs> I mean i you know like i've had some i had um joe barry carroll who played pro basketball he was like the number one pick back in 1980 i think oh wow and it was a cool conversation because you know like i was mentioning to you like you got to play against kobe bryant and Mm -hmm. lebron james and and he got to play against like kareem abdul jabbar which is just i mean that to me it's like history that Mm -hmm. is i mean do you ever first of all is it what what was kind of the most exciting experience looking back to you that you ever had was it was it that oh. that FIBA game against the USA? Yeah, so I actually played against FIBA twice. Um, okay, yeah, I played in I think it was two is FIBA Tournament of Americas, and it's like we qualified for that being U.S. Virgin Islands. We had a pretty good, you know, pretty strong national team um, throughout the Caribbean and so forth. So. Uh, I think if you finish like top four in the tournament of Americas, then you qualify for Olympics. <clears throat> so it was, we play first time I ever played was um, after my freshman year at Notre Dame. So it was 2002, I think it was 2003, maybe yeah, leading up to the summer Olympics, 2004, I believe. Yeah. So 2003, we were playing down in Puerto Rico and they had, um, we played team USA. And I think that was my most, like oh my gosh like mind-blowing game they had like uh alan iverson ray allen vince carter they had tim duncan but he didn't play against us he came and like (laughs) obviously because he's from virgin island so he was like he came and you know talked to us before the game and it's like yeah no i'm I'm not playing this game (laughs) just to you know for the respect which was cool um but they had Jermaine O'Neal, uh kevin martin jason kidd uh, elton brand um Allen Iverson um and it was just I don't know man it was it was it was cool it was it was a great experience got to you know and I got to play some minutes I think I scored a bucket or two a couple of rebounds nothing you know big I think we lost by like 60 or 70 but (laughs) but still I got to be on the court garden a couple of those guys and I mean looking back that has to be 18 at the time that that looking back that has to be just like wild like yeah, I played, oh yeah. I played cool. baseball against Ken Griffey Jr. And, oh wow! And to okay. me, it's like he's he's kind of the best player of that. Ge- I mean, I think yeah. he's like one of the greatest players of all time. And it's just like, uh-huh. and you knew watching when he played is like, wow, this this right. guy is just a different cat. He can go. Yeah. <laughs> and so I like I'm I like I just think you know it's not it doesn't mean anything necessarily, but I always just find those things. Like I'm sure you have like those memories where you just think back as like wow I was, just, I was on the court with blah 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 or on the court with mm-hmm. whatever and that, it, I mean that I don't know like to me like things like that are cool to me like oh the, yeah the, the, those moments so yeah I don't know yeah I'm not really and people give I feel like my buddies and of course my family members give me a hard time I'm, I I I'm not a big like bragger about myself and be like oh you know i did this and i did that but yeah i, I i'll do it if you know if someone brings up it's like <laughs> well by the way i did do this i did play against you know kobe and lebron and all these guys i didn't play a ton but and we lost by a lot but yeah. it, it did happen <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it's to tell the story yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you still watch basketball do you still like follow yeah you know i I will follow i'll I'll watch here and there like i think it was duke or unc was on and i was watching a little bit that yeah yeah i'll follow i'll follow some games here and there and some big games and so forth um like you said you got three kids so (laughs) yeah yeah three kids and you know I'm, i'm just so i think especially now with all that's going on and you know, trying to start this, this business and this programming and stuff that I want to do. I'm, I'm just so passionate about that and really 
focus. I'm, I'm, you know, it's go, go, go nonstop. Most days home, do putting in extra time, extra work, you're trying to get things up and rolling. So, um, you know, pretty thankful, blessed, you know, everyone's happy, healthy with our family right now. And we're just continuing to try and push forward and, and do what we can to give back and, you know, help people across the country. Yeah. Now, dude, I, that's a great way to end. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, like, it's true. Like I, 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 I do think that you are, you know, I mean, you know, it's that's, that's silly saying, if you can help one person, like you're making a difference. And I think you're helping more than one person. Um, and it is, I think it's, you know, we've touched on it multiple times, but I do think it's like such an important thing for people to acknowledge it. Um, it's an important thing for people to deal with and you're, Mm -hmm. you're in it. And, and, and so like, you know, I can only say thank you for myself, but I just thank you for what you're doing because I, I do think that it is, it's courageous thing to do. Uh, it's important and, and more people are needed in Mm -hmm. doing this because, you know, um, there's just, it's just needed, you know, for lack of consent. So most definitely a thank you, man. And I thank you obviously for, for all that you do too, as well. It's well, everything we're, that you do we're is definitely, great. We're definitely <laughs> going to collaborate because I think that, yeah. again, like there's too much, too much overlap. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I think it's something might be interesting um, for if you're interested and if you have time, mm-hmm. I know your time's pretty packed, but um, I'd love to have you like jump into one of my classes even because yeah. again, I have, I don't think I have any basketball players this semester, but I have a lot of student athletes. Um, and just, you know, like you can talk about, you know, I can talk about my experience too, which I think they appreciate because I, Mm -hmm. I understand what it's, what it means to be a student athlete and it's hard as hell. Yeah, it is, man. um, It really is. (laughs) And I got redshirted and then I quit. So like, I mean, (laughs) but it's like, that was the first time in, in my life that I never played you know, right, just yeah. practicing. And I was in school. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you didn't know what you wanted. I had no clue yeah. why mm-hmm. I was in school. None. Yeah. So. And, and that's one of the biggest challenges I see too with, with a lot of these kids is, you know, everyone, all these kids, you know, coming out of high school and then, you know, say something happens and you red shirt. Yep. What does that do to the mind oh, immediately? Because you come from being a superstar. What does that it have messed me up. on your mental health? Yep. It messed me up. Right there. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I just wanted to play baseball. I had no interest in school. I, I could have been drafted in my, you know, this is one of my stories. My could have been drafted. My parents wanted me to go to school. And so mm-hmm. I went to school and then and like back baseball is like football in the sense that if you go to school, you have to stay for three years. And then once okay. I, once I quit, I was, it was done, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so just weird. Yeah. But, um, but we'll like, again, thank you, man. This is like super awesome. I'm glad that uh dave put us in contact and i actually you know really yeah, really man. looking forward to doing stuff in the future um mm-hmm. and eventually going and grabbing coffee and chatting in person yeah. <laughs> and yeah uh, man but um yeah we'll catch up soon um this will probably be out uh like march 8th i think something like that okay. i'll let you know i always snip cool. out i snip out a picture um from here like from the podcast he uses promo stuff <clears throat> any oh, any any specific kind of music that you like oh i'm a i'm a big reggae fan okay. man. i'm big i'm big reggae from okay. the islands <laughs> i'll probably have to well i'll probably have to write something unless i can i have a buddy that actually unfortunately just passed that um oh no i'm sorry he was older than i thought he was it was kind of crazy but he um he did a lot of dub stuff and i actually did some stuff yeah. with him um, and oh, I might, nice. be, might be able to snip out one of his songs. Um, uh, you're good, man. Whatever you, so. you got, I'm good. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, like no, said, thank you. Um, this is, it just, it's like you said for me, like I could tell that first night is like, Oh, we're on the same, we're on the same wavelength. So this is going to yeah, be man. a great, great friendship. So yeah, um, dude. So. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, have a good night. Have a good weekend. All right. And you we'll too. Catch up soon. And like I said, I'll send you the promo stuff when I get it. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really uh, so great to have Amari on the podcast today. You know, loved hearing his stories about growing up 
you know, stories about playing against some of the greats of basketball and how how basketball really became such a huge part of his life. Also, you know, just love hearing about what he's doing in the mental health world. Make sure to stop by um, his site, talktocoacho.com. Do not forget to listen to the other podcasts we have on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. As always, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms or check out our websites. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. See you next time when we talk with photographer diagnosed with bipolar disorder and host of Still Focus podcast, Alan Shearer. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.